Bekut HaSichah is Chelek Tazayim Parashat Pekud HaSichah Beis A Summary of the Sichah The very first Pasuk in our Parsha says Elu Pekud HaMishkan These are the appointments of the Mishkan Mishkan HaEidos The Mishkan which, had, which housed the uh, Luchas of the, te- the Testimonial Luchas And it goes on to say it was done through Moshe in the work of the Levian in the hands of his summer ben Aaron Akayin, and then ben Uri, uh, he's the one that did all of it so the Chazal say it says Mishkan twice Mishkan it repeats the word Mishkan twice what is that to teach us? it means Mishkan can also mean Mashkan Mashkan means a collateral that the two Bate Mikdash were destroyed, in other words, Hashem took them as collateral um, from the Jewish people. So it refers to those Al Piremes, there is an allusion to the other two Bate Amikdash, although it's talking about the Mishkan here. The Sfarno explains about this uh, Pasuk that this Pasuk is telling us about uh, listing all the great unique qualities of the Mishkan that for that reason because of all these great qualities the Mishkan uh, nothing in the Mishkan ever broke nothing ever um, went bad it all stayed for the full 40 years and in addition to that it also was never fell into enemy hands when it came when it was time to retire the Mishkan because they built the Beis Amikdash they hid it underneath the uh, Temple Mount underneath the Harabayas, and there it remains, never falling into enemy hands. What are the, all the qualities? The qualities were, first of all, Mishkan Eidos, that it had the uh, Luchas in that uh, in the Mishkan. It was built, it was uh, uh, commissioned by Moshe, so to speak. It was done through the Levium, through Isamar and Betzalel. Each one of these is gave added a quality to it, which caused it to be eternal in that sense. Whereas the other two Batei Amigdash, the Beis Amigdash Arishon, Beis Amigdash Asheni, they ended up falling into enemy hands, and things had to be fixed. They didn't last. They had to be fixed from time to time. And the Gemara, in fact, says that this happened because Pukad Al Pi Moshe, because it was all done through Moshe, and Moshe gave it that eternal um, dimension. But this idea is only mitzad the pshutosh mikra, the simple understanding of the, uh, of the psukim that's how it comes out, that the mishkan had a certain uh, eternal value which the, the, base of me, the both base of me should not have but when we look at it from the remez what he said before, the mishkan, the mashkan about the two batamikdashas as will soon be explained it has also an element of eternity to the two batamikdash as well as will be explained soon which explains why the remez of the destruction of the Beis Amikdash comes through the word Mishkan Mashkin, because a Mashkin is something that doesn't, when you give collateral, it's not that you're giving it away and it remains with the person that you gave it to. The collateral eventually comes back to the person that gave it. So also the Batamikdash will come back, the first Beis Amikdash will come back, the second Beis Amikdash will come back, Hashem only took it temporarily. And that gives it the eternal sense that it will come back. It's not gone forever. Now this difference between the Mishkan and the Mikdash, that the Mishkan has an eternal value and the Mikbata Mikdash do not, that is only in regards to the, the walls and the Kalim of the Mishkan that it, it remained eternal. But 
as far as the place where the Beis Hamidosh was built, it's the opposite. In the Beis Hamidosh, it becomes an eternal holy place. Once the Beis Hamidosh, once Hashem chose that place, it becomes eternally holy even after the destruction of the Beis Hamidosh. It's still a holy place. Whereas the place, the Mishkan, wherever the Mishkan was built, as soon as they moved it, that became no longer holy. The place in the desert where they built the Mishkan was no longer holy. So Mitzad, the space where it was built, the base, the Batim Mikdash, are eternally holy. And the Mishkan doesn't remain eternally holy. The holiness evaporates once the Mishkan is moved from there. However, when we say that from the Remes of Mishkan Mashkan, it comes out that there is a certain eternity also to the Batamigdash. We're not talking about the space where it is. We're talking about the building itself, as will soon be explained. So to understand this, the Chazal tell us on the Pasekile Bosem Ad Ata El Amenuchavel Anachla, Hashem says that you, uh, in the Mishkan, you haven't come yet to the place of rest and to the place of inheritance. In other words, you're not yet in the Beis Amigdash, you're not yet there, and therefore, over here, there's going to be, it's a little different than it will be in Eretz Yisrael. What is HaMenucha Velanachla? So the Gemara says that Menucha refers to Menucha refers to Shiloi, Mishkan Shiloi, that over there there was a certain sense of settlement already. It lasted for 369 years. They were already in Eretz Yisrael. And Nachla is talking about Yerushalayim when they got to the final place of the Beis Amigdash where it became eternally that became the eternal place of the Beis Amigdash although there is an opinion that it's the opposite, that Menucha is referring to the Yerushalayim and Nachla is talking about Shiloi. Why is it that the Mishkan Shiloi which had in it elements of the Mishkan Hamidbar, the, the coverings of the Mishkan, where you, they used the same ones as the Mishkan in the Midbar the coverings of the Mishkan Shiloi and why is that called Menucha and why is the uh, the in Yerushalayim, the Beis Hamidosh in Yerushalayim called Nachala Menucha refers to this, the, uh, the mood, the sense of the person a person comes to rest that's where you recognize uh, rest and included in that is also the, the things that a person needs around them like uh, the, the, the bed that they sleep in, the table they sit on, all the things that surround the person in his daily activities, over there you can have the sense of menucha. Nachla refers more to a place. When you come to a permanent place, that refers to the place in which you're in. Therefore, the, the Mishkan had its eternity in the things of the, base of the Mishkan. The walls, the kalim, they had eternity and they never got uh, they never broke and they never fell into enemy hands. The Maila, the, the quality that was recognized in the Beis Hamidosh is the space that it is in, that that became a, eternally holy, which the Mishkan didn't have. Therefore, the proper, the term for that is Nachala. It came to a permanent place that it refers to the space and therefore that refers to Yerushalayim. What is the reason that the Mishkan has eternity also in the physical objects which created the Mishkan? And in Yerushalayim, the eternity is in the space in which it was. The reason is because the Beis Hamidosh was built by human beings, by Shleim HaMelech. It was built by humans. And humans cannot confer eternity on anything. Only Hashem can confer eternity on something.
Therefore, the place of the Beis Amidosh was the place chosen by Hashem. The place which Hashem chooses. When Hashem chooses a space, that becomes eternally holy. But when Hashem, when Moshe Rabbeinu built the Mishkan, and Moshe Rabbeinu is known as Eved Hashem, he is a, a faithful servant of Hashem, he has nothing else other than being the servant of Hashem. And as the Gemara says, Mashakona Eved Kona Rabbi, that whatever the servant acquires, he acquires on behalf of the Master. In other words, that Moshe Rabbeinu, whatever he did, did in the name of Hashem. So therefore, he that built the physical structure of the Mishkan, and therefore that became eternal as well but whereas the space was not the space that Hashem chose Hashem chose to be in the physical building of the Mishkan but not in the physical space where it happened to be at that moment and this is the reason why the, uh, when Hashem chose when the, the holiness of Hashem took place brought, was brought down into the Beis Amikdash when Shleim HaMelech built it and he wanted to move the Oren into the Beis Amikdash, the doors closed and wouldn't allow him in until he invoked and he prayed that please open it in name of David my father, David your servant, sorry, it's David your servant then the doors opened in other words that the Ashra Sashkina could only come about as a result of David HaMelech because David HaMelech was also an Evid similar to Moshe Rabbeinu, he also had that um to some, to uh, maybe not to the degree of Moshe, but he had that element of of Eved Hashem as well, and therefore, the in order to bring the Ashros Hashchina, it had to come through somebody like David or Beschus, somebody like David, who was actually the one that made all the preparations for the Beis Hamikdash. Even though Shleim Hamelach ultimately built it, but it was David Hamelach who prepared the way in order that it should have that eternity as well. Now, as I mentioned before, in the Gemara, there is also an opinion that says that Menucha refers to Yerushalayim. So the question is, how, why does Menucha refer to Yerushalayim according to that opinion? The reason is because eventually there will come a time in the third Beis Hamikdash that it will not only be that the space of the Beis Hamikdash becomes eternal, but it remains eternally holy, but even the building will be eternal and it will never be destroyed. It will always remain um, eternal and therefore Yerushalayim also has at least in the future the idea of Menucha but however the Pasuk Zeis Menuchosei Adiyad which is referring to the Beis Amigdash, is not talking about the third Beis Amigdash. it's actually a Pasuk written about the first Beis Amigdash. so how is the first Beis Amigdash considered Menuchosei Menucha which means that the building itself has a certain eternal um, quality to it what is the meaning of that? And the answer to that is, in the Gemara and Erevin it says, it talks about the encampment of the Yidin in the Midbar, from which we learn about Erev Tchumin, and the Gemara learns certain things about it, and one of the things that we know about a city and how you measure until where the city goes, and from there starts the Tchum Shabbos, is that it has to be permanent houses. Only then do you start measuring from there. But if somebody sets up a tent at some point, that you don't measure from there, you only measure from the permanent houses. So the Gemara asks, but all the, the Yidin all lived in tents, so the whole camp was tents. So what is the eternal value of that, of those tents, that makes it permanent, kvias? And that answers, because Hashem said, al pi Hashem yachanu, 
that they the, the pasuk says that they camped according to the instruction of Hashem. So therefore, because Hashem said that this is the place to camp, therefore that becomes a permanent place. Hashem confers eternal or kvius, um fixed a fixed value to it, and therefore, in a similar way, we could say also about Yerushalayim. Since the the Mishkan was called oil, which 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 brings out the idea of a temporary nature, what does he call the Beis Hamikdash? Bias. He calls it. Uh, this is my house. A house means permanent. So in other words, Hashem gave it that permanent. Um, he conferred permanence on the first Beis Hamikdash as well, and therefore, because of that, it has also a certain element of eternity. Uh, of eternity to it because Hashem gave it that permanence and therefore to some degree the Beis Hamidah Sharishin is also called Meduchosi because even the building itself was given permanence by Hashem it's not the perfect permanence because in the end it was destroyed but it has enough to be called Meduchosi we said before that the Sforno says that uh, the qualities listed in this week's in the first uh, passage of this week's parsha is the first one is Mishkan Eidus, that it had the Luchos Eidus in it, that's the reason that it was eternal so as we said, we said before that there is a certain um, similarity between the Mishkan and the Midbar and the third base of Midbar, that they both have the permanence of the building itself it's interesting that both the Mishkan and the third base of Migdash have the quality of the Luchos that the, in the Mishkan the Luchos were there from day one until the end and also in the third Beis Hamidosh, they'll be there from the first day until the last day, whereas by the Beis Hamidosh Hashemi, they weren't there at all. But even the Beis Hamidosh Arishin, it was only there until close to the end of the period of the first Beis Hamidosh, at which time Yoshiyohu hid it away. In other words, that the Luchas were not there all the time, and therefore it lacked a certain permanence because the Taka didn't have the uh, Luchas there all the time. So it seems that the Oren, the Luchas, they add to the permanence of the Gashmizdike building of the Beis Hamidosh and the Mishkan, not to the spiritual aspect of it, because that was there in the other two Beis. That was there in the other two Beis Hamidosh. So it's it somehow it adds to the physical building of the Beis Hamidosh. We have to understand why that is. So in order to understand that, we have to understand what the Oren rep, uh, represents in Avedas Hashem. We know that the, base, the Mishkan, the Beis Amigdosh, had three areas in degrees of holiness. There was the Azara, the, out, the courtyard around the Beis Amigdosh. There was the Heichal, the room in which the Menorah and the, the Mizbech Apnimi stood. And then there was the Kedosh HaKadoshim, the inner sanctum, the Holy of Holies. So also in every Migdash Ma'at, in the small base of Migdash within every year, there is also these three areas. There is the outer dimension, the Azara, that refers to the outer part of the, of the heart, meaning to the functional way, the way a person relates to the world around them, the feelings that they have. Then there is the Pnimi Yisalev, the more internal aspect of the heart and feelings and so on. And then there is the inner sanctum, the Pnimi Sheba Pnimi, which is otherwise known as Yechida, the uh, the very essence, the core essence of the neshama, and that's what's represented by the aron. The aron is the core pnimius, the yechidah of or otherwise known as the Moshe Rabbeinu within every yid.
which makes sense that Moshe Rabbeinu is represented by the Oren Torah, Moshe Rabbeinu's Torah and the Oren's Torah, they both talk about the same thing, which explains why the Rambam describes the Mishkan as Mikdash HaMidbar, the holy place in the Midbar, why does he invoke the Midbar in order to describe the holiness of the Mishkan because Midbar actually re- represents something higher than Adam, there is a passage that says the Midbar Agol Asher Ein that Adam cannot reach the Midbar Adam is the highest of all the uh, qualities how you describe a person there are the four levels Adam, Ish, Enosh, Gever Gever, Enosh that those are the four levels of human beings and then there is the, the beyond that is Midbar means that Adam cannot even reach Midbar in other words Midbar in the positive sense means a place that transcends even Adam talking about the essence of the Neshama that which is unreachable under normal circumstances and that's why we find by in a similar way we find by Mashiach that he is referred to as Ma'id Yorim Venisa Vagava Ma'id. He is very, very high and removed and so on. Why the word Ma'id? Because the word Ma'id is the the same letters as Adam, but in a tsiruf, in a combination of letters which makes it beyond Adam. He goes even beyond Adam because Mashiach is also the idea of Yechidish of Nefesh. It's the same concept. And we know that the Alter Rebbe says that Adam is Machshava Dibur Maisa. The Aleph represents Machshava, the Dalit is Dibur, and the Mem is Maisa. Thought, speech, and action. It comes out that Ma'id, which is an even higher level, the Mem is the first of those of that order. So Maisa comes first when we talk about the Pnimius Anishama, the Pnimius Shabbat Pnimius, the Yechidish Shabbat And the reason is because true. Um, essence can only be expressed in the world of Maisa. Mysterious Nefesh, its best expression is in the world of Maisa because the beginning is always rooted in the end and therefore the very highest levels can only be realized in the world of Maisa. That's why the Aran, which is what's found in the Mishkan and the Midbar and also in the third Beis Amigdosh, how is it expressed? That it gives eternal value to the physical part of the Beis Amigdosh not just to the spiritual but specifically to the physical that's where the very essence is expressed